0: blog talk radio
1: hello this is peter joseph and you're listening to v radio
2: hello everybody and welcome to this edition of v radio i apologize um we're gonna have a little bit of difficulties getting all my panelists on as um my skype froze like right before the show um so i actually lost the uh, information as to the other people who are going to be on so um give me just a moment to get all that started but uh my first panelist, who's already on the call, is Thunder. Um, go ahead and introduce yourself, and on top of that, uh, why don't you talk about your um, upcoming show?
3: Hi, V. How are you? This is Thunder. Everybody, and uh, glad to be on the show tonight. I do. I just actually spoke with a new friend of mine here in Stone, who uh, has this amazing um, ability to to um, discuss language and linguistics and uh, uh i'm going to have him on my show tomorrow evening at 7 p.m pacific time should be a very interesting show he's quite a an interesting uh, character nonetheless um if you're looking for who to add oh you've got albert okay very good. Yep, we're good to go in. okay excellent
2: yep.
3: anyway thanks for uh thanks
1: for inviting me on the show V.
2: no problem go ahead and introduce yourself albert
1: Hello, my name's Albert Brown, and uh, I'm here to share in the festivities of our conversation about sheeple. <laughs> Thanks,
2: yep, um, and that brings me, uh, after I go through my typical words from our sponsors, so to speak, I'm going to talk about our topic tonight. Um, basically, uh, I first of all want to thank those people who support V Radio, because within like two days of me doing a show saying, oh, by the way, I've, I've uh, reset my, um, you know, uh, fundraising chip in, the thing was full within like 24 hours. So <laughs> thanks a lot guys. Uh, that was pretty crazy. Uh, somebody donated $80 and somebody else donated 20 and that made me hit my total very quickly. So I really appreciate that.
3: Awesome.
2: Um, and uh, in response to that very soon here, we're going to have, I'm, I'm lining up a lot of really good interviews. I have a show coming up Monday night uh, with a gentleman um, from who basically works in the electric car and sustainable energy industry I'm at plugin.org. That show will be Monday night at 8 p.m. Eastern time. I hope you will tune in with us. That sounds really good. Yeah, Yeah, that does sound like a good show. I uh, also, I sent him to the Venus Project website and he said he likes what he sees. So it's one of the things I've been doing with these interviews is to try to get this idea to other people. Although I've been finding more and more lately that there's a lot of people with similar ideas. So, it's actually good. Um, I'm um, currently in the middle of reviewing something from uh, one organization uh, that I'm hoping actually to get one of them on for an interview pretty soon, too. But uh, in any case, um, tonight's topic is about sheeple, uh, the concept of sheeple. Uh, and what I mean by that generally, actually, somebody was nice enough to give us a definition. I think it was actually uh, one of the callers tonight, actually, <laughs> Um Uh, linked it in the chat so I'm going to read it to you here. Uh, Sheeple i.e. sheep people is a term of disparagement in which people are likened to sheep. The term is believed to be inspired by the 1945 George Orwell novel Animal Farm where the sheep of the farm blindly followed and defended the farm's pig leadership. It is often used to denote persons who voluntarily acquiesce to a perceived authority or a suggestion without sufficient research to understand fully the scope of the ramifications involved in that decision and thus undermine their own human individuality or in other cases give up certain rights the implication of sheeple is not or is that as a collective people believe whatever they are told especially if told so by a perceived authority figure believed to be trustworthy without processing it or doing adequate research to be sure that it is an accurate representation of the real world around them. The term is generally used in a political and sometimes in a spiritual sense. So, um, wow. yeah, basically we're talking about that phenomenon of the kind of people who uh, basically have no idea um, what it is that they're supporting when they say they're supporting it. Um, and we're going to play some audio clips tonight. If you, I'm going to go ahead and provide the link in the chat for those of you who are listening is there are YouTube videos that we're going to be playing um, and uh, that are basically examples of sheeple, uh, one of which is a video I remember from way back when B radio was focused on the Ron Paul revolution. The video was called Why Ron Paul Did Not Win the Florida Primary. In this video, a guy basically is walking up and down the Florida beach talking to the various voters uh, before the or actually after the Florida primary, asking them like, "So who did you vote for?" And you know there are various answers. In some cases, you'll actually be frightened by the stuff these people said. And what actually brought this to my attention was um, an article that was I found on AOL News um, about Sarah Palin's book signing, and and basically this one guy goes around to the line of people, literally a line of people, outside in the freezing cold, waiting for their opportunity to read. Know, or not read, but to have you know their books signed by Sarah Palin herself, and the various opinions that these people had about her, and more to the point, just how utterly you know, clueless they were. You know, um, I, I will read one of the, a lot of the stuff on YouTube. Of course, and the comments always gets out of hand. But you know, um, let me see here. Uh, it's kind of ironic that it's in your argument, seeing as how you were obsessed with Palin. Let's see. What does her resume look like? Graduating with an easy degree after bouncing around five or six state schools, sports broadcaster, leaving a small Alaskan town millions of dollars in debt as mayor, quitting as governor due to incompetence. Hmm. Quite a record indeed. You know, and that's that's uh, just one example, you know, of the kinds of things that were in this politician's background. And the reason this is, it This is, ahead. of
3: course, the same Sarah Palin that claimed she could see the Russian coastline from Alaska, right?
2: <laughs> I, I guess so. Um, but, it's, it, but talking about her herself is not is only a mild focus of what we're talking about. We're actually going to get into the the psychology of the people who follow her, and not and then and then we're going to go beyond just the issue Sarah Palin, um, and get into just the, how a lot of things are like this. The topics are basically. You know, um, you know, that we basically, all, like every politician, you know, there's a lot of people who support them who don't really understand what it is that they're talking about, so. But um, in any case, uh, let me go ahead, and uh, if you guys are ready, we're going to play these clips. Go for it. I will probably pause them periodically. I'm going to warn you that these clips are put together by other people, so some of the stuff that's on them is not going to be as relevant as, say, some of the other stuff as far as what we're talking about. But um, if there are any problems with the sound um, to you, uh, people who are listening, um, please uh, let me know. Okay, here we go to adjust sound settings before I can do that. So here we go. If you are having any problems hearing this, please let me know in the chat room.
0: Well, tell us why you're out here today. I am out here today because I want to meet Sarah Palin. Oh, we're out here to to have a chance to to meet Sarah Fairland. She makes me proud to be a woman, yeah. and she's strong. I think she's refreshing, a breath of fresh air. She's like a rock star in the conservative movement. Yeah. She stands for what America is. Yeah. And what do, you, what do you mean by that, if you could, if you could clarify further? Freedom, no. our liberty, the rights to speak. She is the ep- epitome of conservativeness.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: And I'm telling you, if the Republican Party doesn't back her, it doesn't matter because she's going to get the presidency. And do you hope she runs for president? I'd love it. I would like to see her be our first female president. What are some particular issues of, of Sarah's that you would like to see her move to office? Oh, gee. Help me out here, guys. Fairness. Yeah. Realness. But any any policies, I guess, specifically that you averse? I can't think of the policies right off the
4: bat. She's someone who can make a difference.
0: Yeah. What, what difference does you like to see her make?
1: Uh, I don't know. I.
0: Uh,
1: there we go. No, I, I paused it. I, I no, just... it's...
2: <laughs>
3: if you could see me, I have both my palms in my face.
2: But... <laughs> okay, I just want to encapsulate on one thing, um, and that's that, you know, so any particular policy – that you like of hers? Oh, I can't think of any off the bat. You know, the actual reason to support a politician might be their policies. So I, I just wanted to encapsulate on that so people really think about what it is they're hearing. So this is kind of a mishmash of stuff. So anyway, I'm going to go in.
1: It brings mind. It brings to mind the uh, the concept of groupthink, where uh, members of the group avoid um, promoting any kind of viewpoints they don't understand, and 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 for the comfort. And the consensus of being within a group, um, and and for the idea of social cohesion, they simply uh, emulate a personality. You know, it's this it's this cult of personality. It's like I'm for him. Well, what is what what does he stand for? Um, it doesn't matter because he's so great. I'm for him. Um, you know, it's circular thinking. And there is no there's no depth to it.
2: Well, I certainly don't disagree with you there. I'm going to go ahead and play a little bit more.
4: Guess I never really thought about it. What are her proposals for
0: healthcare?
4: Um, I'm not really sure.
0: <laughs> well, what are some issues the person you agree with? I'm not sure I, where you're going with that. Where, what issues? How about how about foreign policy? What do you like to see her do in terms of foreign policy?
4: Um,
0: to be honest with you, I don't know anything about her foreign policy. I don't know. Uh, I really don't have an answer. I, I don't know. Her well enough. Her thinking—I uh, don't know what she knows and what she doesn't know.
4: I—I I, wouldn't know half the stuff that uh, probably some people ask me.
0: Uh, what do you think she would bring in terms of policy to office?
2: Good judgment again. Uh, any
0: specifics? Um, I think that she would get control of some of the out-of-control spending. Clean up the spending. Stop the spending. She's for um, decreased taxes, cutting taxes, making a more um you know, entrepreneurial entrepreneurial, um, just um, like conducive environment for our country, you know, getting back yeah. to less government, less government dependence on things, back to individuals and just yeah. healthy healthy country. What sort of the spending you'd like to see cut? All of it. All of it. Definitely more cost
4: efficiencies and uh limit funding and cap and trade and all that. And
0: what are some of the uh, problems that you have with with the cap and trade as proposed by Democrats in Congress?
4: Um Yeah, I, <laughs> I don't know too much about it, but
1: <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Yeah. I don't know too much about it. I'm against something I don't know too much about. Mhm.
2: But it must be bad. Whatever it is, it must be bad
1: because she's against it.
2: Great. That's that's the kind of stuff that I'm talking about. And the, the fact, you know, like, there was a lot of bad stuff that was just in that link listing so far. But that gives you an example of how these people think. You know, like, I, you know, I, honestly, I couldn't tell you anything, and I don't, you know. This guy is standing there in winter clothes because he's freezing, okay, outside of a bookstore to meet this woman, and he wants her to be president. And he has no idea what her, what, what, anything really about her. So, anyway, there, there's more to come, so I'm going to keep playing.
4: Um, I mean, a lot of it's just the whole, like, too much spending for, it's you know, it sounds great on paper, but really it means people are going to suffer in the end, so.
0: You want to give away your own money, that's fine, but don't tell me to give away my money. That's socialism. socialism. Barack Obama He wrote two books describing in detail exactly what he's going to do. Yeah. And, and, what, and what did the, the books describe? Oh, well, you know, his Marxism, Len, Leninism, you know, socialism. I think that she would um, acknowledge the system of government in the United States uh, rather than focus on administration of czars. Yeah. And uh, what, what are some of your problems with czars? We don't have arson. I don't think he likes the military. I think he can pretend that he does. I don't think he likes the military at all. The way I think the country's going, I'm wondering whether or not we're going to have a presidential election in 2012. Yeah. Um, I know there's some te- background talk of martial law. I'll give you one scenario sure. that would absolutely do it, is if an atom bomb goes off in the United States. We're no longer an exceptional country. We're no longer the shining light, The, the uh, the the beacon to the world of of what a society should look to be, as far as freedom. We're just another country. Do you think Sarah will win if she throws her hat into the ring? Uh, Well, he's naturalizing a lot of the illegal aliens He's in the process there. Uh, They're saying she's not going to have the votes when when you throw those numbers in. Um, There won't be enough white votes on one side to get a candidate through. No way. I don't think he's even an American citizen. We do need to have profiling. I mean, the the politically correctness has got to get get out now. I mean, we're Americans and he sticks up for the American people, not for other people. We're first,
4: other people last.
0: When you're right, you don't have to compromise. Yeah. Compromise is for people that are wrong. The state that-
2: <laughs> <laughs> I had to stop at that one because that I know Paradigm really loved that one, and I just wanted to, because unfortunately I couldn't get a hold of Paradigm to be on this show. I had to take a moment to uh, to pause at the notion. When you, I mean, you're right, you don't have to compromise. Compromise is for people who are wrong. Did you guys have any comment on that before I go any further?
3: Go ahead. My jaw is just like hanging here.
1: Okay. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the absurdity of these statements um, are self-evident. I mean, a uh, think uh, any thinking person. Uh, who hear statements like these? Um, I mean, what can be said? They speak for themselves. The, the, the level of ignorance, the level of uh, unquestioning faith, the level of almost religious belief within uh, the cult, cult of personality, and also also the fear that underlies this kind of thinking. This, you know, I mean, you hear a lot of racism in that kind of thinking. Um, yeah, it, it is it is alarming, concerning. And, of course, uh, it is a herd mentality.
2: All right. Well, that's, that said, I'm going to continue. And
0: the, that she did govern yeah. was right across the street from Russia. Right. So you, could, you know, so Off I, the street and you'd be in another country. Yeah, and I'm not saying that she's ever had to deal with Russia, but I'm sure she's had, you know, boundary issues sure. that she had to deal with. Yeah, like we got boundary issues in Mexico right now. Governor Vasquez is uh, the only one that has a top security. I don't know what does that mean? It means that if anything happens to our borders, our borders on that side, she's the first one on the line of attack. For that, drill baby drill. For one,
4: <laughs> I mean that's one thing absolutely. For and
0: and some of you know, of course, said, a lot of people are saying that we don't have enough. There's not enough oil. Well, look at it like this. Suppose that suppose that we do drill, yeah. and suppose, and not just for oil, but for gas, and and for, well, while we're talking about that, look, some of these um, special interest groups like PETA and that, that try to do uh, endangered species with um, polar bears and, and other animals, well now, we need to get the polar bears off the endangered list so that we can drill there.
4: We got all this
0: energy, self-sufficient oil, gas right under our feet, why aren't we exploring more for it? And, uh, and drilling uh, here instead of sending all that
4: money overseas. and then they-
2: <laughs> okay. so The last guy is starting to go down the right track, but I actually want to talk about the person like in all these organizations like PETA that are doing all this stuff like, you know, putting the polar bears on the endangered list, and we got to get those polar bears off the endangered list so we can drill there. Actually,
1: that was George Bush who put the polar bear on the endangered list.
2: Right. No, I I. that's actually very ironic when you consider that they're talking about, you know, a neoconservative at this point. Anyway, they're talking about Sarah Palin, you know, who's a Republican who was supposed to be the, you know, with McCain, the, the you know, let's continue the Bush administration kind of thing. But but, yeah, the point the point is, though, she's saying, you know, she's like, well, yeah, we got to get these polar bears off the endangered list so we can drill there. you know. And I don't know. I I guess I got from what her, from her statement that she didn't really care about the polar bears too much and that she does care about drilling you know, and and the other thing that was ironic is I don't know if you guys watched any of the debates, but Sarah Palin actually made fun of drill baby drill, she thought that was silly and to hear people outside, you know, a place getting ready to talk to her, talk about it, you know anyway, I'll I'll get back to the recording
0: exporting or importing all that 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 oil back to us the second policy I love is the abortion issue, partial birth abortion a
4: baby is, is within this much of being a baby. And they
0: gouge it from the... They have laws against it now, right?
4: Yeah, but they're being uh, they're being thrown out,
0: chiseled at, day after day. And Those laws are being taken taken away. Yes, they are. But it, but it seems like in, in recent years they're actually being strengthened. He said he was against partial birth abortion but he's done nothing to prove that. Well, how has he been supportive of partial birth abortion? Well, you know, I'm I'm the spur of the moment, I can't tell you that. I just believe that I've heard that over and over again that
4: and I know it's going on. Because he he can
2: he can't answer that. He doesn't know.
3: Yeah, yeah, I can't answer that. I I just heard about it. So
2: He's heard about it over and over again. But if yeah. you know what that is? That that's the media. <laughs> The, the media, the, the echo chamber, as my friend Mike Gravel would have said, uh, right. repeating it over and over again. And that's why you have these people who think that, you know, I mean, you get the impression this guy's talking. He's just thinking that, you know, President Obama must be, you know, uh, aborting babies, partial birth abortion every five minutes or something. You know, it, but that that's not even that's why the guy's asking him, can you tell me where he supported partial birth abortion? He's like, well, I, I, I can't really answer that.
3: but and, Yeah, I wanted about- to. Uh, On the previous clip that you played, uh, something that stuck out was uh, one of the ladies saying she supports her because she's all about our people and our people first and screw everybody else, basically, and it's all about us. And, gee, what a nice, nice, selfish attitude to have. Isn't that wonderful?
2: (laughs) Well, that's, we, we run into that quite a bit. I Actually, I was listening to Lou Dobbs' radio show because he actually went independent radio now. He does his own website and stuff. And there was a CIA guy on there uh, who he was interviewing. And the guy said, you know, well, you know, we're going to continue to lose the war in Afghanistan as long as we have presidents and policies that say that, you know, people, you know, the, the lives of people outside the United States are just as important as the people in the United States. I just was like, wow. Wow. <laughs> like, you know, isn't that what got us in this mess in the first place is we think that our lives are more valuable than others so we have the right to just go around killing people yeah. so alright anyway um, like I said some of this stuff is not as to the point as I was getting at but you know, like it's, we'll, we'll continue playing it but it more has to do with the fact we're talking about the sheeple aspect and those are like, these guys who have no idea why they support this person they can't really answer the real questions but you know damn good and well that these people would vote for Sarah Palin if she was on the ballot today So let me continue.
0: There's a happening. Where have you been hearing that? A lot of people have said that to us. I'm just trying to get an idea of where people are hearing this.
2: Well, I belong to church groups, study groups, and,
0: uh, you know, I watch television all the time. And what are you watching on television to find this? Well, I I watch Fox News a lot. And what are some of those freedoms that... (laughs) (laughs) 24-7. Oh,
4: my God. Okay.
1: I watch Fox News
2: a lot. That's kind of ironic because I couldn't remember what that guy was getting ready to say because it's been a while since I watched this. What did I just say? It's the media. So so where did he learn that stuff? Well, I watch Fox News a lot. You know, Rupert
3: yeah, not, just, I, not just I watch Fox News, but I watch it a lot.
2: Right. Mm. Rupert, Rupert Murdoch's little party and you know controlling reality. But anyway, I'm going to go back to the recording.
0: You, you think I've been taken away? Well, I really think the fact that I am a Christian, I think that um, the government and the mainstream media yeah. has been playing a role in, um, gosh. So you think your your, your freedom to be a Christian has been jeopardized? I think well, not only speech, speech not only Christian freedom for religion here, yeah.
2: and what the government. It's a slippery slope. Do
0: You hope that she runs for president in 2012?
2: Yes. Can anybody think of anything that? I mean, I, I'm not an Obama fan, okay, but can anybody think of anything really that he's done significantly to limit freedom of speech or to limit their rights to be Christian?
1: No, there's been no attack on religious rights at all in our country. There's been no attack. On, well, you could argue about the freedom of speech with his uh, continued support of the uh, Patriot Act. Well, um, so that
2: wasn't going to be any different if Sarah Palin was president.
1: No, it would have been worse.
2: since it was the Republicans who pushed for that stuff. But, yeah, you know, it's – but, no, I just – the fact that they actually think that that's going on, and mind you, some of that could be from the the Christian rights, uh, and as they said earlier, you know, she's a rock star in the conservative movement. Um, You know, the Christian rights idea that if we don't let them hinder our rights, then, therefore, we are in some way uh, stopping their rights. Like, we're preventing them from having their rights. Remember the stuff I told you guys earlier about the Constitution Party and their belief that it's their freedom of speech to tell us not to speak profanity, it's their freedom of speech to ban profanity and, and things of that nature. That's the only thing that comes to mind. And mind you, that's just an assumption on my part. But I'm just saying that's the only thing I can think of that has happened is that because of the fact that Barack Obama, for example, supports, uh, he doesn't support outright gay marriage, he supports civil unions. Um, could be an example of them you know not them thinking that they don't have the freedom to be Christian because we because they don't have the freedom to make it illegal for somebody else to do something in their own bedroom, but
3: yeah, and don't you find it a little mildly ironic that, that you know they're they're putting on the on the table whether or not Obama is affected freedom of religion, and yet uh, how many times has he been attacked for? His suspected religion or whatever, you know.
2: Right, he might be Muslim. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh oh. So a- anyway, I'm gonna get back to the recording.
0: I do. You support her? I sure would. Uh, do you think there might be any problem with supporting her, knowing that you're you're not familiar with her
4: foreign policy issues?
0: Um. No, I, I wouldn't. That wouldn't keep me from not voting for. Her. A lot of people.
2: Okay, I'm not going to preach about this, but that's another classic example. The guy just flat out said, you don't think that you not understanding her foreign policy might not be, you know, it might be a good reason you may not want to vote for her. And he said, no, that wouldn't affect it at all. I just, for those of us who haven't really grasped what the concept of foreign policy is, that's things like, you know, war. <laughs> uh, anyway, so back to the video.
1: People that are less less informed about politics,
0: when it does come up in the public sector, they want to yell and scream. This is not rocket science. I'm talking about going base, back to the basics of America. We need good people like her that aren't afraid to speak up for reality.
4: Yeah, she had her time as governor, but I think she's got something up her sleeve. And I think you're going to see crowds like this wherever she goes.
2: That was the conclusion of the Sarah Palin video. Uh, Let's go ahead and take a moment to have some conversation before we get into the next video. So, Thunder, thoughts?
3: (laughs) I just can't believe that these people think that she is just so upstanding and intelligent and she doesn't even know that Africa is not a country, it's a continent. (laughs) That's one that cracks me up all the time. Where do these people get this from? I, I mean, talk about, I'm sorry, but talk about sheeple. Talk about followers and blind uh, you know, blind following of of what they hear or what's been drilled into them with this. You know, as we talk about being so dumbed down by the media and brainwashed, talk about a group of brainwashed people. Wow. In fact,
1: what what you hear is is a regurgitation of of talking points that they get actually from the media, and the media actually, you know, specifically, you know, the Fox News outlet. Um, acts as a dissemination portal for uh, these talking points, and you actually hear some of those talking points in, in in some of the comments.
2: Yes, you do, and that's actually, I would take a moment to once again recommend, uh, on the subject of Fox News, a very good documentary that you can watch for free. It's listed in my VTV's Must See TV that you can find at v-radio.org. There's a link towards the bottom of the page towards a Zeitgeist Movement forum post called BTV's Must See TV. And in that, you're going to find outfoxed Rupert Murdoch's war on journalism. And when you say, like, soundbites, like, uh, because both Orwell rolls in his grave, which is another very good documentary on that issue, and that's kind of point towards Orwell, they keep quoting Orwell's 1984 in outfoxed, and how you have, um, basically, Rupert Murdoch gets to filter down from the top the essentially the agenda for the news for the whole day. You know, today we're going to focus more on X. Today we're going to focus more on Y. Um, We're going to give more attention to this issue. We're going to give more attention to this candidate. And they actually have, like, real memos, you know, that they show in this documentary from the leaders. So that's basically it. I mean, the leaders in Fox telling their their people that this is is the buzz we're doing today. And that's how you end up – those are basically your shepherds, you know, the shepherds of the sheep, so to speak.
1: Yeah, and exactly. So I mean, basically, you have a pyramidal structure where where you know uh, talking points that are spoken on the street in front of a a, a bookstore rally for Sarah Palin are first formulated, uh, you know, in a high-rise New York uh, you know boardroom.
2: And what were you gonna say, Thunder?
1: Uh, that, no, that's that's fine. That's
3: fine. <laughs> okay. I'm just, I'm just astounded at this stuff. It's just mind mind-boggling. I, I yeah. Mean, this is and this is why you know and I'm not ashamed to say it, but I'm ashamed to be an American based on things like this and 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 the you know just the ignorance that proliferates this country and and again the fact that we're so dumbed down and and brainwashed by this garbage
4: mm mm-hmm.
2: that's that's very true and that's it's something that is i mean we're gonna get to why I'm bringing all of this up in a little bit and I have a feeling this show may end up going into the second hour. So once again, to those of you who are listening live now, uh, if we do end up going into the second hour, the rest of it will be available on archive, although it will not be broadcasted live. I wasn't sure how much conversation I would get out of this. Uh, but basically is that this, what we're talking about here, it's, it's not really necessarily about just being derogatory. I mean, we're not we're not need to attack these people specifically. They're victims of the system and just as much as everybody else.
1: That's but, an important point. That's a very important point.
2: Right, but we do need to get down on that behavior, look for it in ourselves, and get rid of it. And it's, it's one of those things that when we talk about, because you get a lot of assumptions from people who are so scared of our ideas in the Venus Project, because we might have one or two things in common as far as goals that the communists or the socialists claim that they have, or we may have one or two things in common with the New World Order just because we happen to use the word global at any point, or considered that maybe the earth should work together to do anything, it doesn't change the fact that our concept of education, this phenomenon would never exist in a Venus Project society, because we would be teaching people critical and analytical thinking skills. You wouldn't get anybody making a comment like, I'm going to put somebody in charge of the ability of my country to go to war, which mind you, the president isn't supposed to have anyway, but they do. and i don't know anything about their foreign policy the the person in question i i don't know anything about sarah Payan's foreign policy but i'm going to vote for her anyway even though i'd be giving her executive authority to go to war whenever she wanted and i'm like yeah i was actually was a guy in there was like yeah i know that you know she lived on the border of russia and it you know, so she might have had some boundary issues there's there's a whole freaking ocean in between us and russia the boundary issues come on <laughs> I, I, you know, you tend to wonder, just, can this guy even find Alaska on the map? You know, and that's relevant because this person was obviously not educated. You know, I don't want to blame the person, but I am very disgusted by the system.
3: Yeah, and I think that's a very important point to to make sure that we drive home, that, you know, we're not doing a show, and we don't do shows like this uh, per se to attack the person, but to uh, take a look at the behavior and investigate the behavior because if we're going to change – the behavior uh, for something better. We've got to investigate it. We've got to look at it. We've got to critique it. And we've got to, for lack of a better term, attack it and and remove it. Otherwise, we're never, never going to move into a a better social environment.
1: Yeah, I agree. uh, Social cohesion is very important in any society. And uh, the fact that people are leaning on such primitive um, tactics, as groupthink and, and sheep mentality to find uh, comfort and social cohesion is, is, um, is really a failure of our educational system. It's a failure of our um, ability to uh, think for ourselves and, and to use critical analysis. And it really is a shame that as, uh, as Americans that uh, this is an all-too-common phenomenon. It's, it's, it's not like this is uh, something you can't find Uh, on any American street uh, in any American city.
2: All right. Um, That being said, we're going to move on to the next video. It's called Why Ron Paul Did Not Win the Florida Primary. It can be found on YouTube. Um, And this basically, this video was taken around the time of the Florida primary, and it's it's just a guy walking around with a a camera uh, talking to various people on the beach about who they voted for and why. So we're going to go ahead and start playing that now.
4: Hello there, who are you going to vote for for President of the United States?
0: Hilton.
4: Hilton? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there is no Hilton. Alright. <laughs> I'm not sure. I, 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 I won't know until I All right, Hello there, who are you going to vote for?
0: Hillary no, we'll Clinton.
4: Okay, good. And why? And what? And why? Right now, I think she's the best one for us, the job. And What's your uh, favorite policy that she has? I haven't watched too many of her uh, debates. Only what I read in the paper and the uh, on TV. Okay, who are you voting for? Barack Obama. Okay, and why? Uh, I think he's the best
0: candidate. I, need, I think I need change. Uh, if Clinton is elected or McCain, McCain will be too conservative. And uh, Hillary, she, it will be two and twenty years, almost twenty years, of the same two families in office for the last, you know, two decades. So that'll be, I don't know. The nation's not built for that. I don't think.
2: Now, this guy obviously, I mean, by looking at the video, he looks like he's smart, but he's already wanted to vote for Barack Obama. Um, I think the fact that he, and this person in question, is an African American, might have something to do with it, and I, I get that. Um, which. It, I don't feel should be relevant, but I'm afraid that it probably was. I think a lot of people, when they said change, there was almost a psychological effect during this particular campaign where it was, they wanted to do something different. So it ended up coming down to like, when we were down to the last three Democrats, we were dealing with an African-American, a white woman, and a nice looking white guy from the South, you know, John Edwards. And he was totally ignored in all the debates. Basically, they just totally, they wouldn't, talk to him or anything. And mind you, the guy's got his own problems, but he was very focused on poverty and stuff. And that's not a very popular thing. (laughs) So in any case, um, now in addition though, if we were talking about, you know, the change thing that, that Obama made his mantra. Now to any of you who remember back to when, uh, Bill Clinton was running for president. This is the really ironic thing. Okay. This guy doesn't want to vote for Hillary because she, he doesn't want to see another Clinton in the office, but Bill Clinton's big thing was change too, okay? He repeated that word over and over and over again. He had no idea what change he was talking about. I remember very distinctly because it's one of the first times I paid attention to the presidential elections, and it was a debate between Ross Perot, uh, George Bush Sr., and Bill Clinton. And I watched as Ross Perot and George Bush Sr., Debated economics. Ross obviously sounding like the most competent because well, Ross is a millionaire genius kind of guy. Um, and George Senior, to his credit, was actually doing pretty good. He had you know he was prepared to to debate. I, I don't agree with what he wanted to do. It doesn't change the fact that at least he knew what he was talking about. Meanwhile, Bill Clinton was just too busy playing the William Shatner role and getting a lot of attention and you know being more attractive than the other two guys and being younger. And at one point, I remember during the debate, he said, you know, I, you know, I don't really want to comment too much on what these gentlemen are saying, but I know that my, you know, my, you know, my registration is going to be about change. My administration is going to be about change. And then everybody in the crowd cheers. And about 10 minutes later, he says it again, like the same thing, exactly gets the same response. Okay? So the whole thing behind Bill Clinton getting elected in the first place was the change mantra. And I guarantee you, if you ask the average voter who voted for Obama, that as far as change, they may have no freaking idea what it is that he wanted to change. For all they know, he could have wanted to change the system to national socialism. <laughs> no idea. You know, and that's. <laughs> but if you guys want to comment on that, go ahead.
1: Go ahead, Albert. Yeah, in, in terms of. Uh... In terms of Obama, I think it was clear right from the beginning that um, that was used um, very psychologically. That word, I, I, you know, I, I, I'm a very psychological thinker, and that was very obvious early on that uh, this word was just being beamed into the American collective mind, and uh, and people were yearning for that. There was this was a very calculated um, move on a very shrewd politician's part, and. Uh, you know, I mean, these people who voted for him—I wonder what what kind of change they think they've gotten in the last, uh, you know, 14 months. Um, I think it's uh, I think it's a shame that that people are not thinking more for themselves, and that uh, we keep investing all this energy into this political system that has never delivered for us, the people.
3: I couldn't agree more. Yeah, I'd, you know, change. Okay, what what what's the big change? Um, I hate to you know, call out the elephant in the room, but we've had white presidents the whole time, and now we've got a black president. Maybe that's the only change.
2: Right, and actually I think that's exactly what they were going for. It's also what the media was pushing for. And that's uh, up until my friend Senator Gravel um, shot Hillary in the foot by pointing out that she was trying to say she was an anti-war candidate and had just voted in favor of the uh, resolution that would have allowed George Bush to attack Iran whenever he wanted – you know, She was the one they were pushing forward, and they were trying to push Rudy Giuliani. They crammed that guy down our throats so much, um, and he was coming out so lousy in the polls. And they actually kicked Ron Paul out of the debates and kept him in and told Ron Paul that the reason he wasn't allowed to be in the debates is that he wasn't coming in high enough in the polls. Even though he had consistently polled higher than Rudy Giuliani every time.
3: Is that right? I didn't know that. That's yep. very interesting. Very yep. interesting.
2: And it, I actually remember very clearly watching a, a YouTube video. I've been looking for it forever, ever since. But they actually have a guy who's in charge of Fox News who's going around and telling the cameraman at one of the conventions, okay, I need you to pay more attention over here to these Giuliani people and, um, yeah, focus over here and, and keep these Ron Paul people. And off the, you know, off the air. We don't, we don't want those, we don't want those signs being shown on the internet. That they I'm not in the air, but you know, on the, on the air. There was this huge crowd of very enthusiastic Ron Paul voters, and there was, you know, your typical okay crowd of Giuliani people and things like that. But they intentionally went out of their way to make it look like that. And there was another example, actually, like when they showed photos from one of the conventions. They showed, even though at that same convention there was this huge crowd of Ron Paul supporters, they only showed a picture of one guy with a Ron Paul sign when they were when they were showing what happened in that convention. And then they had well, all these the, other crowds the, of people. Go ahead.
1: no doubt that was there was a, uh, a a huge effort within uh, uh, the media uh, and within the both party structures to to. Um, minimize uh, Ron Paul's effect in this election and uh, because he did have a tremendous amount of support and that was very worrisome because he represented a new type of uh, conservative that really has not been seen in the last, uh, you know, three elections, national elections and, uh, and I think they were very, very worried. He, he was probably one of the most worrisome figures in the entire election cycle and uh they, they definitely identified him, attacked him uh, relentlessly and um and they were very effective at it. I mean uh the media, the the who holds the camera so to speak in this uh in this day and age uh controls the dialogue and uh he, he got very little attention.
2: And senator, they did the same thing to Senator Mike Gravel and then after they Absolutely. got rid of him? Because uh, was next because he wouldn't stop talking about impeaching George Bush. He was right. very loud about that. And I remember specifically, because Dennis, you know, is always in tune with things. He's the only one still in office as far as, like, that side of things. They actually had two Democrats and one Republican, basically, who were anti-establishment. And I remember at that that time in question I was talking about when Mike Gravel is exposing Hillary, Dennis starts smiling before uh, before Mike even finishes the sentence because he knows what Mike is getting ready to say And starts drinking from his water because he's getting ready to watch Hillary get bombed on national television for being a liar about being an anti-war candidate. Um, But you can actually find that video on YouTube. It's uh, uh, Mike Gravel exposes Hillary or something to that effect, and it's it's really funny. But um, anyway, I'm going to go back to the video.
4: What is your favorite policy that Barack Obama has? Uh, Favorite policy? Well... Not, not one particular policy, but
0: just this whole, this whole,
4: uh, this whole, so
0: uh, what, he, what he's going on all together, like this, this whole bandwagon of change, that's all he wants, you know, to change, and that there can be change in America. Okay,
4: well, what change do you like the most? Uh, particular, can't tell you. All right. All right. All right, thanks a lot.
1: I can't tell you
2: this whole change bandwagon, you know, hey, wait, wait, wait a minute, let's go back. Bill Clinton, I don't know what those guys were talking about, but I'm all about change. It's change, change. Is,
1: change has been used by politicians forever, that word. It, it's amazing that the populace falls for it time and time again. It's this 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 conditioned mind that hopes, is always hoping, always hoping that gonna, they're actually going to be delivered, uh, you know, delivered from their current uh, state. And, of course, they're not. They're just going to be delivered into the next state. Oh, and they're very clever about it. I mean, come on.
3: I, they're not so dumb as to not know that people are unhappy with the way things are. They've been unhappy with the way things are for dozens of years, if not hundreds of years. And so anything that promotes change is good, right? That's that change. We, we don't like the way it is. Let's change it. We're, we don't know how we're going to change it, but let's just change it.
2: That's why I said it was like they have no freaking idea what they're changing to. You know, it, it, like I said, it could have been changing to fascism. Um, Devon wants to be added to the call. Um, I'm going to go ahead and pull him in here, and uh, then we'll go on with our broadcast. But uh, once again, thank you, everybody, for tuning in to V-Radio. Please visit V-Radio.org. That's V-Radio.org with a hyphen between the word V, or the word V, the letter V, Um and the word radio. Um, and, I'm gonna go ahead. And, and
3: speaking of callers, are you taking any callers today, B?
2: Uh, if we have time, um, like I said, I didn't know that this was gonna spur as much conversation, and it didn't occur to me how long it was gonna to take to play this whole thing. But me go ahead and pull Devon on. Hey, Devon, you're on the air. Hey,
0: thanks for that. One second, just for my volunteers.
4: So uh, yeah, to yeah. I just wanted to something.
2: Pause us. There you go. Go ahead.
0: All right. You can hear me.
2: Yeah. No, okay, I just wanted to add, like you guys were talking
0: about uh, how they were saying, like, you know, they're always using words like change and liberty all the time. And it's just, it's a little irritating. It's like, you know, those, they're not actually explanations. Like, you know, when you ask somebody why they, uh, why they're voting for a specific person, you expect to talk about a specific, you know? But instead, mm-hmm. all you're hearing is them talking about change and liberty. And you know, define liberty, define change. What are you talking about? You can't just use these labels and and use that as an explanation. It means nothing. You got to talk about the issues.
4: You know what I mean?
2: Yep. All right. Well, thanks for adding, um, adding yes. to the show. And uh, go ahead, and uh, you can go ahead and turn us back up, but I'll I'll disconnect you. But thanks for coming on, Devon. Yep. Okay. All right. Anyway, I'm gonna get back to the recording.
4: Hi, man. Yeah. Who do you plan on voting for, sir? Uh
0: John McCain. King. John McCain,
4: okay, uh thank you. And why?
0: I think he can run the country.
4: And what is your favorite policy that he has?
0: Protecting the country.
4: Okay, good, and besides that? Uh economy. Okay, and economy. What's What's your favorite economic policy that he has? Yeah,
0: I'm going with Obama too. Uh, I'm looking forward to the changes. Pretty much just like the um, Iraq changes. I think we need a lot of stuff
4: to happen over there. Pretty much like he said. So. All right. Good. And uh, besides the Iraq change, what other policy do you like that Obama has?
0: You know, I really haven't paid attention to it all, uh, yet. But out of all the people
4: I have not he's the one I like. Okay. Hey, how's it going there? Who are you going to vote for? Um, I don't know who I'm gonna vote for, but not what they're trying nice. <laughs> to Um Bob likes to be black. <laughs> Alright. But yeah, I don't know. How about you? Who are you gonna vote for? Get her a shirt, dude. Get the shirt. That's awesome. Oh, uh probably i don't like hillary even though she has a good health care plan but i don't know i just like barack it'll be a change of pace in the white house i think okay. what's your favorite thing about barack obama What like what's your favorite policy that you like oh i don't know <laughs> i don't know i just remember hillary's being her health care
0: plan being really really good but everything else is just that
4: stuff yeah. what's your favorite thing about her health care plan um I have to look at it again. <laughs> okay. Well, where did you look at it the first time? Uh when she presented it. I was at my grandparents' house. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 huh? She she went to your grandparents' house? No, she didn't no, uh, we were watching the debate at my grandparents' house. Alright, cool. To to out, right? Yeah. <laughs> all right, thanks guys. Yeah. Hey, all beautiful. Beautiful. thank you. All
1: right, who do you. Yeah, it seems like it's turning into a personality contest. Uh because I like him, uh she's nice. Um Yeah, I mean, the level level of unquestioning, just no depth. There's just no depth there.
2: There's definitely no depth, and, I mean, you heard it. Like, the girl was like, I'm going to vote for Barack because he's black, and that's cool, you know. (laughs) You're picking the executive, you know, of our country. Once again, you know, consider for a moment what that's all about, you know. And you're voting for him because he's black, and you think that's, cool you know i mean don't get me wrong i I wouldn't have any i wouldn't like it anymore if they were saying i'm not going to vote for him because he's black that would be lame you know i wouldn't say you know maybe people should be voting for edwards because he was white but it doesn't change the fact that, that this is the kind of value system that we're talking about this is the lack of enlightenment that we're talking about and that's another one of the reasons why i've said earlier that i don't think you know, that we're ready to move on with some of the stuff that we want to do. And it's because of the fact we've really got to overcome this. We've got to get rid of these value systems that make us think in these terms that somebody should be in charge because it's cool. You know, there's a,
1: there's a, there's a famous uh, picture uh, that's often associated with the word sheeple. Um, I forgot the artist's name. He does a lot of uh, kind of truth uh, media stuff, but um, it, it shows a sheep sitting in front of a television uh, and it's on Fox News, and uh, the sheep is just placidly looking starry-eyed at the uh, screen. And um, I think that's, you know, I think that's an apt uh, visual for, for what we're seeing here in terms of how it's actually playing out in our populace.
3: Yeah, and as much as, you know, the sheep are led to the shearer uh, through through the tunnels. And, the, you know, I'd, I'd be interested to see if someone's come up with a cartoon to, to depict a sheep being led into a boating
1: booth you know i i often say that uh you know i, I kind of came up with this thought myself is that um you know one one thing about sheep and 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 people that they have in common is that they get herded they get fleeced and then they get slaughtered and right. uh you know i know i know that's a strong statement but um that that unthinking quality in a human mind definitely leads you to be led by people who uh, don't have your best interests at heart and have their own best interests at heart. And uh, uh, wars wars can ensue. People can die. Um, bailouts for banks can happen. And uh, groupthink, obviously, is rampant. I
2: exactly. agree. I Not only I agree. can
1: happen, but
3: is happening. Is happening right now. All
2: right. Well, that said, I'm going to go ahead and play more of the recording.
4: You guys stand on voting for um, I don't know Hillary Clinton. Yeah, probably Is it because she's guys. No, it's because she's a ruthless son of a bitch, a hater. <laughs> How's it going, guys? Uh, who are you guys voting for? Hillary. Hillary? Yeah. And you? Um, so undecided right now. Undecided. Cool. Why? Why are you voting for Hillary? Because I like the Clintons. <laughs> That's pretty much it, man. What <laughs> oh, coach you like, Bill? Bill Clinton did a great job, man. Nice. And uh, <laughs> so what is Hillary Clinton's, uh, of all of her policies, which is your favorite?
0: Me, I guess. I think the best is to get the economy going, man. Huh? That's
4: pretty much it. Well, and how's she going to do that?
0: I don't know, I just figured from Clinton, maybe. <laughs>
4: all right, good. How about you, man? Um, really not a big fan of Hillary. Uh-uh. Uh, don't like her too much. Who do you like, dude? Um, Anybody on the policy side? Uh, I'm kind of disappointed with all the selections here. I mean,
0: I don't think there's really that many good uh, people running the series as there was like a couple of years ago, right?
4: So who'd uh, you like a couple of years ago?
0: Um, like for one, uh, uh Will Klan was pretty good. Okay. I like Bush.
4: Bush? Uh, but, uh, out of all Bush of Bush's Jr. policies, which is your favorite policies that uh, Bush you have? Um, oh man.
1: Alright, really <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. cool. Thanks, How's it going, man? He likes Bush. He can't tell you why. Yeah, he likes
3: I, Bush. I, I, I actually find it disturbing that uh, I, I mean I understand these this interview and this thing going on is in, in a very light atmosphere, but these people are almost laughing like it's just so inconsequential that oh yeah Bush and <laughs> It's just disturbing to me.
1: Yeah, it disturbs me, too, that people want uh, these strong, authoritarian leaders. They want people to uh, li- literally lead them. You know, they, they they want to give up their thinking ability so that someone else can do it for them.
2: Yep. I agree.
1: Couldn't agree more.
2: So um, let's go ahead and try to get through the rest of this.
3: Yeah, we're not hearing it, V.
0: Yeah, I can't hear it. (laughs)
4: Automatic. <laughs> <I'm
0: laughs> all right, cool, man. Thanks, bro. How's it going, man? Hey, it's going. How are you doing? Good,
4: good, good. Who do you plan to vote for in the uh, general election?
0: Barack Obama.
4: Barack, okay. Oh, and out of all of his policies, which is your favorite?
0: I would have to say just his, uh, his welfare policies. I like his social welfare policies.
4: Okay. So would it be okay with you to uh, have your taxes raised like twenty percent to pay for that? Pretty cool. All right. And who is he running against? Uh, Hillary at the moment. Okay, good. And what don't you like about her? She's a bitch.
0: (laughs) She's no motion.
4: Alright, what candidate do you guys like the most right now?
0: Not really. Probably, um... Probably
4: Obama. Obama, okay. And what is your... you two? Yeah. Uh, What is your favorite policy that Barack Obama has? Um... Well, that's policy. Hello, who are you going to vote for, for the presidency? Okay. okay, and why? A bit. All right. <laughs> I don't know. And hey, what is your favorite policy that Hillary Clinton has? You realize you're asking the worst person. Hello there. <laughs> Who do you plan to vote for? Either Hillary or Brock. No, you? Not uh, it's a bitch. Don't vote for <laughs> oh, uh, So, out of what uh, of Barack Obama, what, of, of all his policies, which one is your favorite? Um, the war on terrorism. I like the policy on that. Now. And what is his policy on the war on terror? I'm not getting to share with but it was good. <laughs> <laughs> and how about you? I don't know. Barack's party. Barack's party, definitely want Barack. Did yeah. so you see him break it down? He was breaking it down. Yeah? That's why you want to vote. I don't want to be honest. Oh, hello there, who are you voting for Come up uh the general election?
0: General, uh, Democrat.
4: Okay, and who's that?
0: Whoever comes up.
4: And who's in the running now?
0: Hillary and Osama Bin Bamba. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good, and with... One, two, three. Run, run, rock! All okay. right, uh, good yeah. job, guys. Thank
4: you, ladies. Today, who would you vote for? If the election were today, who would you vote for? Um, I, mean, I think yeah, I think Obama. <laughs> Obama, okay. And what out of his policies, which ones do you like the most? Well, I just like him because he's a Democrat, and I don't really care for Hillary so Clinton. So okay, good, good. And what about Hillary's policies do you not like?
0: Well, I I don't know about the policies. We're
4: <laughs> okay.
2: Wow. I'm not a Hillary Clinton fan, but a lot of the negativity you saw about Hillary Clinton in there was just like she's a bitch, she's this, she's that. And then they just ask him what the policies they don't like. These people don't even know what they're talking about, and they don't think it's important either. either. And they're laughing
1: as if, uh, you know, partying and getting down, breaking it down, like these are reasons to base uh, decisions on. Again, it just shows a lot of group thinking going on. Right.
2: Yep. Um, we're almost done with this video, so I'm just going to go ahead and finish playing it, and then we'll start the the conversation.
3: Okay.
4: Do you know who's right
3: right now? Well, Hillary and Albano uh, and then uh,
4: Quake. Uh, hi. 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 Who are you voting for for President of the United States? Hillary. Clinton. Okay, good. And why? Uh... She is a uh, very uh, elegant person, and uh, she is, you know, uh, emotional, you know, the way she talks amazing. So I think she is amazing. And so what do you know about uh, Obama? Obama? I have a mm-hmm. All right, cool.
3: And there are- Drinking their margaritas and walking along—it sounds like they're walking along the beach, partying—and geez,
2: amazing! No, that's that's basically it. Um, and I, I just think that it's—that's kind of the the mentality that we're talking about, that we're trying to get through to people about that we need to change. And I don't say we're we're changed in that ridiculous sense we we're talking about earlier, but that you have to be able to. Um, get people out of that sheeple mentality. Um, I mean, it's like, I, I've talked about this in prior shows, so I won't go on my normal rant about it, but you ever noticed how, for example, talking about politics is something you get in trouble for, and being upset about politics is something that people look at you like you're there's something wrong with you for? You know, like, I remember using this to, I'll really quickly for my new listeners. I'll retell the story of like my friend, for example, who played we're actually just so you guys know we're down to the last 90 seconds. So uh, when the live show cuts out, you'll still be able to catch us on archive. Um, remember to visit bradio.org. And I know I'm going to continue with what I was saying. Um, basically, where they have these people, I, I went into their channel at one point and a topic came up. And I, I this is on a Ventrilo server. And I, I said some things about politics, and then I left. And um, my friend who was my roommate was like, you know, by the way, you know, if you ever go back to that Ventrilo server, please don't, you know, ever bring up politics again because they were, you know, they were kind of uh, put off by you bringing that up and, you know, being so passionate about it. It was like, okay, whatever. And I I just never went back there. And then uh, come to think of, you know, a a couple of days after that um, we had, um, you know, I was listening in and those same people uh, who were um, freaking out, you know about that. You know about me talking about politics. These are grown adults are yelling and screaming at each other because their raid in World of Warcraft didn't go well. Okay, they didn't get their digitized gear. You know, they they didn't get their non-existent gear. You know, and so you have adults um, who are basically telling each other that you know that you know cussing at each other and all that over the internet because they didn't get their gear in a, a fictional video game that was appropriate to those people talking like that was appropriate okay
1: but well we we live in a fake reality you know we this this construct this consensus based reality we live in is fake it isn't real you know what is real is nature what is real is uh is what's outside um this reality that we live in you know this you know this idea of uh, fractional reserve trillions on some bank some on on some bank um um screen somewhere you know some some 17 zeros behind some number um i mean we're living in a fake reality the propaganda that's catapulted at us every day through the news media uh You know, this virtual reality that people live in on these online groups, I mean, people are not living in reality, and uh, that's why the likelihood of such a severe and catastrophic um, dislocation is now possible, because people are so disconnected from what really is happening in life, because they're living this other life inside their minds, and that is not based in what's really happening. Um, yeah, I, c- I couldn't agree more, and, and,
3: you know, not to veer down the road of conspiracy, but I'm pretty confident that it's contrived and very purposefully, uh, you know, I mean, the people at the top have figured this out, they, 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 you know, they know what food to feed the sheep, so to speak.
2: That's very true, and it's, it, it is kind of a, you know, honestly, you want to talk about a clear and present danger, you know, even aside from any conspiracy theories, the notion that the, the media is a tool to create sheeple, you know, um, is, you know, is that it's a very real thing, you know, and you can see it. It's like even at the youngest ages, like, for example, I noticed that I I got a, a video for my daughter of like Super Mario Brothers, and she watched it over and over and over and over and over And I was like, what the heck? And I'm like, why would she want to do that? Now, mind you, there was no advertising in it. You know, there was none of that, but it was still something that held her interest. You know, and it occurred to me that, you know, because there is no advertising because I don't, I don't ever put advertising in front of my children if I can avoid it. But she was still so captivated by that. And then it occurred to me, I'm like, you know, if, if we were watching this on cable, you know, it's, she would have been exposed to McDonald's ads, toy ads, you know, uh all those various brainwashing, you know, things that they do, you know, and of course their her brain's going to associate that with um you know the the good feeling that she feels when she's watching these cartoons. You know, and that's when I took control of my TV again. It's the reason why my TV is hooked up directly to my computer, you know, and like my daughter actually, can, you know, knows who Jacques Fresco is and says the name all the time. And I was watching a video about um, it was one of the Designing the Future videos, and she asked to watch it on TV rather than one of her cartoons. You know, and so I'm putting Designing the Future on for my four-year-old daughter, and she's sitting there going, "Wow, you know, they're they're getting the fish and you know all that other stuff, you know, because like there are different parts where they were using the fisheries, you know, right. and that's that's an example of me kind of taking back my TV as a tool to help me educate people rather than brainwash them.
3: Um, That's fantastic. That's very wise. Very, very wise. I I have a similar situation with my 14 year old daughter um, where I showed her uh, the Venus project website and the videos on there. And she was just, I mean, literally enthralled. And, and when I explained to her that I'm involved and how I'm involved and she says, Oh daddy, I want to be involved too. You know? And I'm like, Okay, no problem. And then uh, the last time I had her up here, uh, I I sat her down and and we watched Addendum together. And it was, uh, you know, it was so ironic for the, I mean, she's 14 years old. She watches Addendum for the very first time ever. And (laughs) after the part about the money, she literally looked over at me with this look on her face and this sarcasm in her voice. Uh, that she obviously got from her daddy, and said, "Geez, daddy, what genius thought up that system?"
2: Mm-hmm. Well, it's, so. it, yeah, and it, it's funny because you know you you've got a hold of her before, you know she was told, um, uh, basically, you know that before she was told that this is how it's that it is, and that's how it should be. Right. You know. So.
1: Now my son, who is ten, I have a ten-year-old and a six, uh, sixteen-year-old, and um, my ten-year-old is so politically aware. Uh, it's amazing, you know, because uh, we talk about this stuff all the time, and um, he's uh, he makes jokes all the time about uh, about politicians and how people are mind-controlled and how uh, people can't think for themselves and Um, It's because he understands that uh, the reality we're living in is fake. It's not real. It it isn't based on fact. It isn't based on truth and it's not based on uh, what's going on in nature and our relationship to that. So it's not something you can really touch or see or feel. It's just something that's being programmed and being uh, uh, shot into your mind, so to speak, uh, via the tubes and the entertainment uh, and, and the media.
3: Yeah, I agree. And, and, uh, you know, I've had discussions with my daughter, too, about certain shows that she watches and she knows that I kind of roll my eyes and say, oh, and play along and talk with her about the characters. And she'll see me roll my eyes and she'll say, but, Daddy, it's not real. And to me, that's just like (laughs) astounding that a 14-year-old can, you know, can actually decipher that, well, Daddy, it's not real, you know. So I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, I think that's really cool. (laughs)
2: Yep. And that's definitely, And I, you know, I, it, the people, I guess, in the, in the, the forum were, or the chat were actually enjoying the show a lot. And they're, they, I wish I had known it would have been so successful. I would have, uh, you know, scheduled another hour on the active, but they will still have the archive. Uh, and I think it, the, 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 the real focus though, is on the subject of the people that, that we're talking about here. And as much as it's funny You know, we also have to focus on the fact that, you know, this is something that likely we have all been a victim of at one stage in our lives before we were woken up. You know, my mom did a pretty good job of keeping me thinking, but there was a time when I didn't care about politics at all. You know, um, and it, it occurs to me that the elite really like it that way. You know, they don't want you to be paying attention to politics.
0: Oh, absolutely. You
2: know, and in Switzerland... Uh, there, voting is not uh, actually Voting is mandatory As in it is against the law Not to vote in Switzerland And I'm not saying necessarily That's what we should be doing But you can see the various changes In the way Switzerland is governed as a country um, In Switzerland if you don't like a policy Then you actually have the right to secede Your own property out of the Swiss, com- Swiss country Like that's your yard
3: <laughs> yeah. Wow I didn't know that and they,
2: and they have a referendum system you know, uh, uh, basically a direct democracy referendum system to to make major changes in their government. That's uh, Many of you from my old listeners, I don't know if any of them even still listen to the show anymore, might have remembered my stuff about the National Initiative for Democracy uh, Senator Mike Gravel put together, which is basically a, a proposal that we should have ballot initiatives like you have on the state level, on the federal level, that we as a country should be able to make laws as the people, to be able to get together the signatures and, you know, put together a proposal just like you have on the state governments, and they don't always come out good. I mean, you know, in some of the states, for example, they voted against gay marriage and stuff like that, but that was, they're right, they're the people, you know, and the difference is, is that if the people eventually change their minds, they can, they are then empowered to change it. When politicians make bad decisions, they're empowered generally to try to make sure that those decisions look as good as possible so that they can stay in office. (laughs) So, you yeah, know but uh, when we're talking about the sheeple phenomenon, and we're talking about this the subcultures of people who are uncomfortable when you talk about politics, uh, who are instinctively believe that that's boring, um, you know they don't really want to get into the 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 meat and potatoes of it. you also notice like um that. The war and the way that wars are handled. This is another thing. You guys, I mean, for those of you who haven't watched the documentaries in that list, I really hope you will take the time because *Militainment*, for example, is a very good documentary that talks about how we have changed the way we cover war. You know, it was much easier to rally people against the Vietnam War because the the uh, the pictures you could see of it were much more graphic. And nowadays, like you remember, they that one guy got fired for publishing that photo of mm-hmm. All of those flag-covered coffins, you know.
3: Right, right.
2: You know, and the funny thing is, that they said, "Well, yeah, we just don't want you to make the the families upset and all that other crap." And then, like the one one of the women, who it was one of her sons that was in one of those coffins, said, "You guys are full of it, you know." I'm, you know, I started crying out of joy at the, the the loving care that they took of my son, you know, because like they show the pictures of them saluting the coffins and going through all of these, you know, um, rituals to try to honor them, you know and but that but they don't want to have that image on the screen because they don't want us to be thinking about the the negatives you know that are going on in this war the right. the, the fact she, that people are dying
1: Go and ahead. people don't think because uh, you know I mean we have we have now we don't even have war coverage anymore we have embedded um, reporters meaning that they're in bed with the with with uh, you know the military and um they literally are going along with the military. They're not objective. They're not over there doing independent stories. Um, they're there at the behest of the military and are dependent upon them for all of their access. That isn't reporting. And um no. You know, and in, in, in addition to that, you know, this concept of the sheeple, I mean, sheeple are prevented from thinking. You know, you feed them, you feed them crappy fast food. You fill their minds with mass entertainments constantly. Um, keep the mind entertained. An entertained mind is not a thinking mind. It's an entertained mind. It's a mind on idle. It's a mind put on hold indefinitely. It's a mind that's been um, usurped. And is being, uh, you know, is being controlled basically by remote. So uh, I, I know these are these are astounding things to say, and some people who listen to this may find them uh, far-reaching. But uh, if you investigate it, you'll see that uh, it's not far from the truth. Yep, I
2: definitely agree, and it's uh, we have to recognize that if we don't take responsibility, somebody else will. You know. It, it, you know, we can't just believe that if we're not involved in the process by which we as human beings govern ourselves, that those – because, like, the, the, when, when there was, for example, a minority of people who wanted to do the wrong thing with power, okay, um, then we were fine, you know, because those people were just a minority. The longer that we stayed in this country, the United States in particular, and became more and more complacent – and more and more distracted by the things you're talking about, for example, which is not a new concept. That's how Rome kept the Roman citizens in order too.
1: Bread and circuses.
2: At bread and circuses. Okay. Um, the more the people, you know, who wanted to change things became the minority. Okay, that's something I said earlier in one of my uh, my blogs about, or not blogs, actually, this is on a forum post about somebody who was defending our system. Well, if you don't like, you know, who's running for office, then you should run for office. Well, I did. Um, What you learn is that in many cases, the average voter is not very educated at all. I I mean, I literally had people who were still telling me that Iraq was involved with 9-11. I'm not kidding. Even when George Bush has since admitted publicly several times that Iraq had nothing to do with 9-11. Okay. I had, yeah, I know. And, I, and my opponent, Candace Miller, uh, the Republican, she's actually changed a lot recently. And I, I'm beginning to hope that maybe it's because of the fact that I put a lot of pressure on her during our campaign. But uh, if you even talked bad about her, people would get offended. And when I brought up stuff like the various violations of the Constitution that she voted for, these are not little things. These are the FBI doesn't need uh, a warrant to wiretap your house kind of things. They could just do it you know, bad stuff. Okay. They didn't care. They didn't even want to hear it, you know, because I was essentially talking about their hero, you know, and, but, but basically that's, that's the notion that I'm getting at is is that we have to be willing to take responsibility for how our world is, is governed. And that's something that has to happen, you know, also within our own movement, you know, because I mean, as we've already seen, this is both good and bad, but we've seen that you know there are people within the movement who don't really get it. You know, uh, we, we've already been over the, the issue with Eric R and all that, but you, you get my point. You know, we had people in the movement who don't really understand it. You know, we have some people in the movement who have some very controversial ideas that they want to make mainstream um, within the movement when they are not necessarily compatible with what we're doing. And it doesn't mean that they're not relevant issues. It does mean, however, that they're distractions. And they're pulling us away from the core issue here. You know, right. And that's, we also, I'm sure we also have people in the movement who blindly follow and don't think for themselves. I'd say that our movement has less of a problem with that than some other movements I've seen in the past. You know, I've been over and over again about my problems with what happened in the Ron Paul movement and how it slowly, you know, just abruptly one day turned into a, a theocratic movement. You know, we're suddenly we're listening to all that stuff I was mentioning earlier about, you know, the the Christians believe it's a violation of their rights if they don't have the right to tell us how to live our lives. And it's not all Christians. I want to, you know, qualify that. The the Christian right extremist types, the ones who do crazy stuff like protest uh, the, the, the funerals of fallen soldiers to say that, you know, uh, that people are dying in Iraq because of our tolerance of homosexuals, it, it, those kinds of crazy people, you know. And and unfortunately there are some that are far less extreme than that, or far more mainstream, who think that it is a violation of their rights for us to be allowed to live our lives the way we want, even if we're not saying a word to them about how they want to live. You know. And that's a just a drastic um divergence from libertarian ideals. And everybody followed along because Ron Paul said so. You know? So even within the movement of supposedly free thinkers, there were sheeple. You know? Yeah,
1: and we do we do need to be careful within our own movement and uh, there are probably people here who have jumped on the bandwagon So to speak, but I agree with you. I think it's less of a problem in this movement But it doesn't it it definitely takes eternal vigilance. I mean something that we're we're always going to because people who come into this movement are From the world and and we're all bringing in our own cultural baggage and garbage and um, and being in this movement and moving and working forward together is is going to be a purifying event we're going to have to burn off some of that garbage as we move forward into into this new first world society that we we want to create this new first world civilization and um that's going to take a lot of work and um absolutely i'm really glad we're talking about this because the sheeple phenomenon is something that is a behavior that we just cannot tolerate it cannot it has to be exposed in the light of day has to be seen for what it is, and, and we have to have some kind of social pressure brought to bear to um, to discourage it from amongst our own ranks, but also uh, everywhere we go, because uh, that benefits us and the whole world. The more people we have thinking critically, the more people we have. Asking questions, inquiring, trying to understand, uh, doing their own research and analysis—the better off we're all going to be. We're all going to be smarter and stronger and more informed for having had that kind of environment and created that kind of environment.
3: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I know we—you know—during most of the part of the show, we've made uh, some references of, of levity, and and this is really a serious issue. And not, you know, not that talking about it is going to change it, but. Uh, again, like I said before, we can't just sweep it under the carpet and think it's going to go away. Uh, we've we've got to uh, remain assertive and, and uh, you know, keep on the path of, of activism uh, if we expect anything to change.
2: Absolutely. You know, and with that said, um, I've actually got some other things we're going to need to do, so we're going to during this, bring this conversation to a close. I want to thank everybody for tuning in, and I want to thank both of you for uh, coming on to be panelists today. Um, I hope that you enjoyed being part of the show and you guys definitely helped to make B Radio what it is. Um and uh my next show at this point as far as I know anyway will be uh eight PM Eastern time on Monday. Uh Thunder has his shows coming up. Um if you have a radio show that is Venus Project oriented or Zeitgeist Movement oriented and you would like to have it added to my links, um please let me know. And uh Other than that, um, thank you, everybody. I'm looking forward to seeing where this movement goes. Um, And uh, real quick, before we go, I would like uh, my panelists and myself to make a few sheep noises to commemorate our our statement. (laughs) Ready? Ready? One, two, three. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks again, guys. Thank you. you. No
4: problem. This is Roxanne Meadows. And this is Jack Fresco. And you're listening to V-Radio.